You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. time here and we are back with another episode of the cinnamon and sugar podcast Ooh, gary i know you probably feel a little bit better after last night's victory but you gotta be you feel a little nervous about these sons taking over these bucks Uh-oh. i'm be taking your bucks after they're done with them <laughs> I, I, I don't know i don't know sir uh the best player in the last two games was Giannis. And if he's yeah. playing like that it ain't gonna matter yeah I'm but not gonna lie. He's gotta get a little bit of help. That's all just a little bit. And he got that last last night. Yeah. I it's over with. I don't think the Bucks have enough to come back with the Suns. I mean, I understand that Giannis is one of the, the greatest players left in the in the, the the game uh at this point, but I don't think he has enough because the Suns as a team with Book and C P three and and the role players that they have, they don't have to depend on one player. And I think that I'm really pulling for the Suns mainly because it's been a very long time since a team has won the NBA championship and people are not like, oh, you know, LeBron James or uh, talking about, you know, Steph Curry or, or or KD. It's not one of those players. So I'm hoping Giannis lose well, so see. we can go back to a team sport. See, I'm the opposite. I'm rooting for the Bucks because it'd be the first time a super team – I guess you would say Super Team has not won in a long time. Because but the Suns is not a Super I, Team. I wouldn't say they are either, but they do have they have more than one superstar. They have Chris Paul, who's a superstar, and they have Booker, who became a superstar uh, to these playoffs. So there's your two superstars versus Milwaukee has one, and the other guys are all role players. Yes, they have all-stars. Middleton is not a role he player. A, he is an all-star. He is not a superstar. There's differences. Right, but he's not a role player. I don't agree with player. your assessment, Gary, but okay. <laughs> Lord have mercy. We jumping in fast. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't agree with your assumption at all, or, or what? How are you looking at this right now? Because, uh, you're saying that the Suns are somewhat of a they're a super team. No, like no, they, I'm just saying they have more than one superstar. I don't think they're a super team because they did. They didn't go out and just recruit players to come to their team, but they are. They do have more than one superstar. That's the only thing I'm saying. I'm not saying they're a super team. They just have – like Milwaukee has one superstar. Nobody's going to call Chris Middleton on the same level as Book or CP3. It's just not going to happen. He's not on that level. He's an all-star. He played at all-star level, but he's not a superstar. There's a difference. They only have one superstar on the team that's Giannis. I would say CP3 and you have uh, Booker who are superstars on the Suns. And I would say give it another year. I think Aiton's going to be considered a superstar as a big man. Okay, so I I just want to make sure I point this out. I, I, I let's just say by by all intents and purposes that I agree with everything that you're saying right now, which I'm gonna go ahead and for for this conversation say I agree with everything that you just said. Okay, this is the problem that I have with this. Giannis' star shines way brighter than all the stars that the Suns have combined. So for you to say that they're more of a super team than then uh, the Bucks, I gotta say, best bullshit. No, they just have more superstars. I agree. Giannis is the bigger superstar of all of the two teams because Giannis is a top five, arguably top three player in the NBA. So I will say that is yes, he is supposed to be the bigger star, but they only have one on their team. 
They don't have so, more than one. So, so let me make sure I get this straight. You're and telling me. I'm not me, calling them a super team. They just have more stars. You're, you're telling me that the Suns have more talent than the Bucks. Yes. Okay, we can, we, I'm going to let y'all move on. I don't want to stay here. I'd agree with that. I would agree that they have more talent than the Bucks, but, you know, um, I do think that they have the better player in this kind of by a wide Are, are we really having this conversation <laughs> right now? You're telling me there's nobody on the Suns that can guard Giannis. Right. Okay? So if there's nobody on the Suns that can guard him and there's people on the Bucks that can guard the Suns, then you would automatically have to say I, that the I Bucks have more talent than the Suns. Yeah. See, Devin Booker wasn't guarded. He just missed his shots. He, they just weren't falling. I wouldn't say he was guarded. CP3 can't be guarded, but he's and, also – And then well, DeAndre the, Ayton is dude, Eagle, pretty good. I, I don't want to hear that shit because Iguodala held uh, LeBron James at 30-plus points a series, and that fucker got MVP for being a <laughs> lockdown player. And right. now all of a sudden, like, this is what we're talking about? You get what I'm saying no time? Mm-hmm. So what do so if Giannis misses his shots and they hold him to 30 to 40 points a game, then, I mean, you got a lockdown over there on the Phoenix Suns or you just got guys missing shots? Well, Giannis <laughs> has never been known as a shooter, so he's never going to knock down shots. Well, I, I'm talking about dunks is what I'm talking about because that's basically what he is. In buckets. He is uh, – Giannis, to me, is a more gifted uh, play for the Phoenix Suns, uh, the center. Uh, what is his name? DeAndre Ayton. No, he wore the glasses. Uh, all he do was dunk. Uh, he played. Uh, he's in China now. What is his name? Oh, Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire. He's a more gifted Amari Stoudemire, bro. That's who he is. Mm. That's that's Giannis. Wow. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Here's what I said. I said that if I was the Suns, how I'm beating them, just how I would beat LeBron if I was playing LeBron. You pack the middle, make them shoot and he has to beat you by shooting or somebody else has to do it. You don't let them beat you because that's where they thrive is around the hoop. You know and LeBron can shoot though, right? I'm, don't give me that. Uh, he's a much, still, don't try to compare He's LeBron a better shooter than Giannis, I agree, but he is not a good shooter. I'm not going to – I know that. I'm just saying he is better than Giannis, but he is not a good shooter. He's not that's, Steph Curry, but he's not a bad shooter. He's not a good shooter. Okay. I would force him to shoot versus – because I'm not, I'm not worried about – either one of them beating me with threes. I'm worried about them getting to the hole, getting us in foul trouble and dunking and getting layups and that kind of stuff. I'm not letting that happen. I would pack the paint, and then you have to rely on them to make shots or pass to their teammates, and their teammates make shots. You don't let them beat you unless they shoot by shooting because they're not going to beat you by shooting. I think that's the thing. They're not going to. They, that's you not play LeBron point. like that, you're going to lose. You can't, just, you can't just let him shoot. So are we are is this what we're doing? We're going to hide well, you okay, okay. thinking about LeBron. I, I'm saying both of them in general. It's their game is driving to the hoop. Right. I yeah. I, I can say this though, watching the NBA finals and not knowing exactly who's gonna win this NBA finals has been like a, a real treat and gift. Because whether the Bucks win or the Suns win, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm I'm not cheering against LeBron James. And I'm not cheering against Steph Curry, and I'm not cheering against KD. I'm not cheering against a superpower. I, I actually, I think it'll be like a breath of fresh air if Giannis win, but I also want CP3 to win. And I, I look, I think Devin Booker is a gifted player. Okay, but all this comparison to Kobe Bryant and all these big time players right now is way too early. I think people jump on that bandwagon, bro. 
and they absolutely beat the hell out of this bandwagon and forced this guy into a into a situation that I don't think he is. Devin Booker, yeah, he's a he's a gifted player. Is he a young Kobe? Fuck no. 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 It's, a young way, it's Kobe. way too early for that. Like I and yes. I think they're just using it for filler time because they need to do something to cover it and all that kind of stuff. But I agree at this point. To me, you're putting the expectations on somebody that is very, very, very almost impossible to live up to. And it's not fair to the player as well. Yeah. I'm gonna give you my hot take. I'm gonna tell you who I'm gonna tell you exactly who a young Kobe Bryant was. Young Kobe Bryant was AI when he first got to the league with a little bit of defense. Because all Kobe wanted to do was score points. Yeah. So when he developed this game and he got better as a quote-unquote team player, because I, you talk to anybody, you know, even Shaq. Shaq was like, he was selfish. But anyway, when you talk to players like that, that where he didn't distribute the ball like he should have distributed the ball, I think the Lakers, when Kobe was there, had more championships in them had he been more of a team player than him being who he is. Well, I think the only reason why he was the way he was is because he modeled his game after Jordan, and Jordan was known, hey, I'm going to have the ball. I'm going to make these shots, and I think that's what he thought he could do, and he did it a lot of time, but obviously sometimes he couldn't, so I think that was the reason why he had he, t- he took was the selfish part of the game because Jordan was a selfish player most of the time, but he, and, he, and he delivered, and I think that's what Kobe wanted to live up to. Okay, so when we talk in terms of selfish player, and I, 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 I really maybe this will help me understand basketball. For all you guys out there listening that are huge basketball fans, this is what I don't understand. Uh, and you know, maybe you can help me understand this. You got Allen Iverson, uh, probably considered one of the greatest offensive players of all time. I think, you know, he he came out and he said that you know when you hot you shoot, and when you cold you shoot to get hot. Uh, that was his. That was his mind frame, and I think Kobe Bryant and a lot of other players. I think this is where it differs from Kobe, AI, and Jordan. Jordan would knock that shot down all the Correct. time. It was he was. I mean, it didn't matter whether it was clutch or not. That shot was going down. It was water. Well, now you get Kobe, you get Kobe, and you get AI out there, and they start shooting it, whether it's clutch or not. Sometimes they're hot, sometimes they're cold. But you know, do do I need fifty shots to achieve the goal of getting? you know, 40, 50 points a game? Or can I be more efficient with the basketball, shoot shoot it at a, uh, taking accurate jump shots or taking those high percentage shots and making every shot count? That was Jordan. Every bad shot that Jordan ever took was still a good shot. But you look at, you look at these other shots that Kobe and AI, you like, what the hell are you doing? Air balls and such, like, come on, man. Well, I, I think the, the whole thing with the, the aura of like Kobe, obviously everybody has says Kobe when they shoot to the basket. Like if you're throwing trash away, it's Kobe. That's that's when we grew up because they watched them play. So they know you're shooting. You said Kobe, and you shot. And I think with AI and Kobe, like you, 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 you thought it might go in, but with Jordan, you always thought it was going in. You never had to doubt it was going. In. And if it missed, it missed. But you thought you had more confidence that his shot was going in than you did with Kobe and AI. But I think AI was just he was he is really he's like he's he's Russell Westbrook but can shoot because he's willing to drive and do all the dirty work on offense. He'll drive and take the punishment and have no problem. But AI could actually shoot. Westbrook's not known as a shooter. 
he's he's good offensively a distributor and he can drive and stuff like that but ai could finish from anywhere on the on the floor and i think that's what to me russell westbrook's like driving game and mentality reminds me of ai but he's not the same shooter as ai so he's not as dangerous as ai okay i'm gonna give you this hot take and and i've watched a lot of basketball i'm not saying that i'm a basketball analyst I'm not telling you that I know basketball. Oh, you already made that obvious right now. Yeah, I, I'm not telling you that I, I, I'm a basketball analyst or I'm not telling you right now that I'm very good at watching basketball and analyzing it. But I can tell you this. The more and more that I watch Russell Westbrook and the more and more that I watch James Harden, the more and more I say to myself, they are horrible for basketball. They are absolutely god-awful horrible for basketball and i'm gonna tell you why they look like they should be in like you know when you pay pick up basketball and you play in 21 and you on your own team that's what they remind me of when they go out there and they play basketball they have a guy driving to the hoop wide open and won't pass it and they'll take a uh a, a contested three or a contested step back to a more difficult shot instead of passing the ball getting the assist and getting the points so it's crazy to me that the game has even evolved to a situation to where uh, James Harden and a Russell, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Russell Westbrook even exists. So that's why Which, I have a hard time with it. I do think you're going to see a down, a decline a little bit in James Harden for sure because now they've added, they're going to change the rule where you can't lean into a guy and get a foul. It's now an offensive foul. I think that's going to change Harden's game tremendously because he relied on that. And I think that's going to be a big change. I, when you say game, bro, it's, it's 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 fascinating to me that both guys that I'm talking about, Russell Westbrook, and I'm also talking about James Harden. You could talk about AI, you could talk about uh, Kobe, and I know that everybody's gonna give me hell for this, and I don't care. You could talk about LeBron James, but if you look at it ad nauseum, and I'm talking about overall, we're talking about people that have a complete game, play defense, play offense. They play team ball. They they know when to you know come through in the clutch and take that that shot. You know there's there's fascinating memes about uh, LeBron James and 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 other guys that you know have cost them finals. However you want to look at it, I'm saying complete game. There's nobody out there even close to the game that Michael Jordan played. And and again, I'm not trying to hijack oh, this podcast yeah. and say that Michael Jordan is the goat because we all know that. I'm just talking about. From a statistical defense, offense, passing the ball. Granted, he had Scottie Pippen. He had uh, um, uh, Dennis Rodman, Kuko, Curry. He had these guys. He had a lot of Hall of Fame-worthy role players, if that's what you want to say. He had but one I'm, Hall of Fame. I'm, okay. I, hey, I'm just talking about – Rodman's about not a Hall of Famer? He's not. Like, I'm, he's I, not in the Hall of Fame. Can you, can, can, you imagine, can you imagine the Suns? With a super team, but played as a team, that that's what the Bulls were. That's what the Bulls were. Yeah, but they weren't a super team. But yeah. oh, I'm saying that, I'm saying that they're a super team because if you look at those names, man, every one of those names from that 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 prestigious '95 team. Correct, great oh, role players. Oh, I, I, they turned into some magnificent even today. Steve Kerr, you know, he's pushing Michael Jordan probably the the uh the most hot well is the highest paid player 
ever in any sport of all time. Like everybody's successful. Dennis Rodman, he's still knocking off celebrities. And I mean, he still hadn't came back from whatever planet he visited or lived on. He still hadn't. You look at every one of them that's successful and all their adventures or. And hold on. First of all, let me stop it. Gary, Dennis Rodman is in the Hall of Fame. I just Googled it. You need to check that. <laughs> Come on, well, now. well, then, sorry, he had two Hall of Famers in his career. I'm sure I could find more, but it's all right. There yeah. is more. So Keep we got going. Dennis Rodman, we got Scottie Pimpin, we got Michael Jordan, we got Steve Kerr, uh, you know, Tony Kukoc, he made a big shot. Uh, was it Luke Longley? Uh, <laughs> Luke he, Longley. We, can't, we, we can't bring up who just makes a good big shot because there's been other players that make big shots to help other teams. So a one right, shot yeah. makes them. True, true, true. I, I'm just I'm just pointing out the obvious. I'm just saying that they played well. The Chicago Bulls as a team, when they played, they played well as a team. Whatever whatever character that that team needed to to uh, show in whatever playoff game that they was in, they showed it. If they needed to be selfish players that game in order to win that game, they did it. If they needed to play as a team to move the ball when they played the Detroit Pistons, they did it. I don't think that teams now are very similar in the sense of the Suns. They just don't have the star power that the Bulls have, but they have the team capabilities of really blowing this Bucks team out with Giannis. I mean, he could be Thanos. You could say he could be whatever supervillain you want, but at the end of this movie, we all know that the heroes win, and that's what's going to happen with the Suns. Well, I think the difference is the Suns don't have Jordan, so they can't do what the Bulls no, did. Well, here's the thing is we know, we know that – it's possible for, you know, because LeBron, even when he was in his prime, the the Spurs, the Spurs, they, when they beat him the second the second year, it was like that was the, some of the best basketball. <clears throat> and, yeah, they had, you know, Tim Duncan uh, on that team, Kawhi. But Kawhi hadn't really come into his own yet. Tim Duncan was a little bit older. So there wasn't, like, one big star that was dominating. That was some of the best and most efficient basketball You've ever seen? I want, well, to say Le- I want to say LeBron was the only player that averaged over twenty points. For well, that that, that that team the Spurs had is going to have three Hall of Famers. Right, well, no, Duncan exactly. obviously Kawhi will be a Hall of Famer and Tony Parker will be a Hall of Famer. Even though I don't justify he should be, but I think he'll go down as being a Hall of Famer. Right, but we know we know that um, you know Ginobili was in there, but we know that there are there are lots of hey these players are going to be Hall of Famers on there because. But it's not the same. It's not. It's like say. It's like trying to say that when LeBron beat Oklahoma City with KD, Westbrook, and Harden on it, that he took out three Hall of Famers. They weren't really playing at the level they're playing now when he beat them. So they're not. It's not. It's not the same accomplishment in my eyes. Well, but, I would say Tim Duncan played Hall of Fame his whole career. I don't think he ever really. He, had yeah, it. he was strong and steady. But I'm just saying. But it still is to the point is they didn't have a superstar like score like that. Um, no, like Mavs, I said, Mavs only did. They had Dirk, and that was really it. Right, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Jason Terry showed out because that's what has to happen. And LeBron came up small, I understand. But let's not dis- let not let this uh, conversation distract us from the main point of this week, which is that it's Space Jam week, boys. It is time for Space Jam 2, and I'm trying to figure out, D'Angelo, you already bought your tickets because I know you're excited about this. So I didn't I didn't buy any tickets. I am going to the premiere of Space Jam to see what it's, see what it's all about. So, so my only thing is I feel like 
Time's not going to give an honest representation of the movie. No, he's not. He's 100% he be not. so biased. Like, I'm, so biased. I'm going in completely clear. Because I, I, you say that every time, but no, you're so no, not biased. Not. When, it, when it comes right. to a movie, I don't care who it is. Like, I'm going to judge the movie based on the movie. I don't care anything, any actor, anything like that. Like, I'm not a Keanu Reeves fan because I don't think he's a great actor. But I think John Wick is amazing because it plays into the way Keanu Reeves acts. Like I will never. Most of Keanu Reeves movies are not very good, but with John Wick's amazing. Like I, I can separate the two. I'll separate it when I see Space Jam. I, I don't have high expectations, but I'm not gonna let that deter how I see the movie. I'm still gonna treat it as like I'm a movie critic because I did do that. I enjoy doing that stuff. So <laughs> I'm gonna be my honest opinion on what I think the movie is. Not so, has nothing to do with LeBron. If it's amazing, I'm gonna tell you it's good. I will be honest, I, and it'll hurt me to say it, but I'll do it. I, I'm gonna give you my high take time and i'm gonna be honest with you and this is me being honest with you too gary there's no way that this movie's gonna be good it's gonna be fucking awful and i'm gonna tell you why it's gonna be awful when i looked at the first space jam uh as a kid because i didn't know the premise the concept or anything like that it was a good movie michael jordan was a fucking horrible actor okay let's make sure that we get this understood the movie wasn't good because of michael jordan's acting Okay, let's make sure we... Uh, it was carried we, by the tunes. The, the That's exactly right. it was, the It story. was carried by the tunes, and nobody knew what was going on. It was just like the first Saw. It was just like the first Fast and the Furious. Like, until you get the concept, it was just like the first Final Destination. Everybody loved it because it was a new concept, and nobody understood what was going on. And they was like, yo, this is a dope movie where you got a, a, very, uh, a very... A superstar or a Hall of Fame player playing the role of a basketball player and you kind of giving them their life story and kind of, you know, illustrating it with cartoon characters. you just like, damn, man, this is like legendary right here. So because the film was the first of its kind is the reason why it was good. It wasn't good because of the acting and all of that. So now fast forward to 2021. You redo a movie. This is like redoing Napoleon Dynamite. Nobody's going to watch that shit. Like we watched it the first time because it was different. Now we're watching this time because we already know what the concept is. We know he's going to come in contact with the tunes. We know the storyline. We now know he's going to win. Yeah. I bet people, people will watch it. Uh, but you well, get people what are going to watch it, but that doesn't mean it's going to be good. You get what I'm saying. We've seen <laughs> this movie. <laughs> he already. literally said people ain't going to watch that shit. <laughs> we, 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 I, it, they're not going to watch it like they watched Michael Jordan because it was a different. We didn't know what the concept was, but we know what the concept is now. We know exactly what it is. We so, know so, what's going to happen. Like, yeah, we know the ending already. I yeah. Say that, yeah. You know what's going You know, oh, yeah, his son gets taken. He's going to go there. He's going to partner with them. He's going to save his son and he's going to defeat the other, the bad guys. That's what's going to happen. We know that because it's basically the same story as yep. the first, except for his, his son wasn't taken. It was his lucky stuff was taken, basically. Or other people's talents. Uh, yeah. Well, that's but... and we haven't even got to what we did this weekend. We know I... that this is gonna be an explosive podcast. Well, here's my question. Here's my question: Which team is harder to beat, the Monstars or the Goon Squad? We don't know the Goon Squad. Correct. Yeah, we've seen who they are, but no, we know. I, have... well, I, I can't say this though. I the Monstars I've trailer, and that's it. Every one of the Monstars is a Hall of Famer. Correct. Well, no, no. Was not no uh, Muggsy Bogues, Muggsy Bogues. Well, then you got two because the big man wasn't either. Sean Bradley, Sean, Sean Bradley. Bradley. Oh yeah, wasn't yeah, either. Don't the call other me Sean Bradley. Was, he was good at the time, though. He was good at the time. And Muggsy Bogues, you never know. He could sneak in there just because. Yeah. 
but I doubt he will be. But they did have three other ones that were. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. one of them is arguably one of the best centers of all time. Wait, so was uh, Larry Johnson? But he's not in the Hall of Fame. Wasn't he in it? Am I misremembering? Grandmama? I know Ewing. Yeah, Patrick Barkley. Definitely in there. Charles so we have two of the best there. power forward and center combos playing three and four in the in the game, and you have Sean Bradley playing the five. Yeah. Right, and then who was the other one? Bugsy and we, we, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna get in. Can we get come on? I say yes. Can we get into what we did? This weekend? Don't Look, we obviously know that you're excited about Space Jam time. They forget. Okay, maybe that team won't as nice as what I thought. No, 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 no. It is the Munstars was definitely better than the Goon Squad, though. It's that's that's what we're saying. You're already predetermined. This movie's gonna be great, and you're not gonna give it a fair chance. It's gonna be great no matter what. I will. The Goon, but the Goon Squad is definitely better because you got the female goat WNBA Deionis Rossi on one on there. You got AD. Uh, Damian Lillard and uh, Clay Thompson. God, boy, that that original team ain't doing nothing against the boys. Come on, let's be honest. So, so Gary, what you do this weekend, man? Because he's obviously <laughs> delusional. He's delusional, yeah, bro. Go ahead. We'll get to it, what you did this it's weekend. It's crazy. He always wants to bring everything to oh, LeBron. So no matter, even in a movie, that's has that's all fake. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what you do we're gonna this see, weekend, we, Gary? We're going to see who carried this movie because we know his acting skills. Well, his acting skills are going to be nice because we've seen him act when it comes to uh, flopping. No, so it should be good. a Grammy performing uh, uh-huh. performance. That's what it should be. Yeah, now you don't we, want to talk about I it. I hate that we get to LeBron all the time. I it's hate so it too. I do. Can, can we go ahead and get I, to what we did this weekend? I think, I think yes, we can. I think we're going to institute a fine every time LeBron's name gets brought yes. up. Yes. Hey, I'm not the one who brought him up. You made it about Space Jam at the end. 100%. Uh, done. Well, y'all were already talking about, you know, uh, no, we, we, we brought up Jordan, Iverson, and uh, and his, his uh, Space Jam week. Kobe. So. And then you brought up LeBron into the conversation. And his Space first, Jam week. So. First of all, we don't we don't categorize weeks based off movies. It's Space Correct. Jam week. We don't say that. We we never said, oh, it's Transformers week. Because or, if I'm going to say anything, I'm going to say it's Black Widow week. Not, well, you're wrong because didn't that come out already? Came out Friday, but it's no, still it came Friday. out Friday. Yeah, that's, right. that's what I'm saying. This when is it when gets it comes the next up. Friday, it'll be a week. I've got guarantee Space Jam will outrank Black Widow on this week's charts. It, it it'll have a full week. It'll have a full week, and Space Jam will have two three days. Well, well I hope so because opening movies usually rank better. Than exactly. The so it's in. it's Space Jam week. It ain't Black Widow week next. Well, I can tell you this, and I want to make sure that I point this out, and then we can move on to what we did this weekend. I, I I hope this much because I think the biggest thing that came out of the uh, space the first Space Jam movie was the shoes when the Martian had the shoes on and everybody was like damn I need to get them Space Jams them joints right there dope then Jordan came out with that colorway what 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 is LeBron gonna have there that's gonna be, be iconic that's gonna come out because oh, no, nobody gives a damn about LeBron's shoe that ain't true that is actually not true. Um, and the shoes that they've already they, they've already showed clips of what the shoes look like, and they are definitely uh, something that if I'm able to get, I will get. But correct, LeBron fans, and not everybody else is going to get. That's nope. a, that's the difference. Shoe collectors will get it. They'll get the resale. That's the only reason they'll get it. Okay, Gary, yeah, we got to take this yes. over, man. What 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 you do this week? So man? actually, I, I hate to do this, Shit. but we are going to have time go first because he's super okay. excited about what he did this weekend. So yes, go okay. First. Did so, he go to a LeBron James meet and greet where he was able he, to 
I think he went to like did. some meeting or something for all the LeBron fans. There's only like, it yeah. feels like for him. That's it. No, it, it was. He's the fucking, he's the CEO and captain of the LeBron James fan club. And right. probably somebody reached out to him to challenge his fandom. No, we had a, we had a convention for LeBron fans where we, uh, Pretty much, we go over our strategy and attack plan for um, dealing with haters in the year of 2022 because, you know, each year we have to come together and figure out how we're going to deal with all y'all because it's a full-time job. So that's right. And this is actually the shoes. This is actually the shoes that they gave away at the convention right here. Oh. Is it blurry? No, it's not blurry. Oh, boy, look at that. So my question is, why would they even give away shoes of LeBron in the Lakers? Shouldn't that be Kobe's? <laughs> no, 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 no. They that's gave, the famous guy, right? They gave them away because he's sitting at home. He couldn't that buy them. That was going right. to be his final But because <laughs> they make the finals, they're selling them now or giving yes. them away. <laughs> so what, what, I, what I was doing, I was at a wedding this weekend, and that was actually my best man gift uh, from the groom. My boy Budweiser Miller, shout out to him and Allie, got married this weekend. Um, and that was what he got me as my groomsman gift. And it was, I was, I was, I was obviously speechless when I saw him. So I was like, those are the dopest shoes I have ever seen. And I cannot wait to show, uh, cinnamon sugar, how fly I'm about to be looking. Well, they'd have been better if Kobe was on them because it's the Lakers. <laughs> Kobe is more synonymous with the Lakers than LeBron. Well, but, you know what? There's a new king in LA. No, never, never taking that from Kobe. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I know. I so is that all you did this weekend time? I, I went. I went. So we 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 just got back from Connecticut uh, for a wedding. So we had a good time out there, getting to see all friends and all that fun stuff. So I will let Gary go. Now I got a bunch of I got a bunch of questions for you, Tom. I got a bunch uh, of questions. For you. What you got? I, I, okay. So question number one: This this you were in the wedding. Yes. What what was your position in the wedding? Best man. You as the best man. Why? If he wouldn't have chose you as the best man, would you have been upset? Um, well, no, because the thing is, like, we have a really tight-knit group. And so I know we have a lot of friends that we all kind of look at as brothers. And so if he had chose any one of us, it wouldn't have surprised me. And I think that all of us understood that, that we were all just there for him. And even though he technically had to pick one person, it was kind of like, you know, this is a group. I'm going to put him on the spot, D. Would he yeah. be your best man? Uh, actually, so my plan for my best man is to leave the best. Not man if you not have family, would he be your best friend? No, no. Well, I'm saying best. My best man spot is going to be left open for my dad. So that's why I've been my my uh, my role for that. So I mean, and it's because okay. it's because like I was saying, I have so many of my friends that are growing up that um are just so tight. It it would be damn near impossible to pick one of them and be like, okay, you're the best man uh, for me, and that's just me being honest. So my question is, if you if you were his best man, so you're that close, why has D'Angelo I never heard of him? I brought him up on his podcast multiple times. Never once. You're lying. I brought him up on his podcast multiple times. Never once. No, no. I would remember. That's why I'm trying to figure this out. That's why I'm trying to figure this out. We're gonna check the receipts on it. He knows because he listens, and and he listens because I name dropped. You need to find us the episode because I have never heard you say you ever heard him. Budweiser, or I remember that. I, so, you would okay. expect you would, but I'm gonna I'm gonna find the receipts and then I will let you know. You know I, I, I'm gonna I, go try to find it right now while y'all are. See, I'm not even. I'm not even. Uh, 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 Tom, I got more questions before you go do that. I got more okay. questions because I've never been tasked with being the best man. I don't know what it feels like to be the best man. So I I I've always told myself if I ever get an opportunity to talk to somebody that's been the best man, 
I want to just know what that feels like because I know when I had to pick my best man, it, it was tough because I had friends that was fighting for the position. And I don't understand why you was fighting for a position to be seen as the best man when it's just a brief moment in time. And it's not a moment in time for you. It's a moment in time for her because I, I honestly believe that all weddings are for females. All men are forced to go through this ceremonial uh, procedure because it's 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 filled with 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 a whole bunch of hey we're gonna stand there we're gonna look good and all the headaches of getting to that moment choosing the colors choosing who be in the wedding like all right. this jazz to get you to that moment that's gonna last five minutes for the rest of your life right it's it's insane to me how people take so with that being said what came with your best man duties? Because you said that those shoes that he got you were awesome. When me and Gary just looked at them, they look like shit. <laughs> so it's like, I, I'm trying to figure out, I, I'm trying to figure out like, okay, what did you do as a best man? And is this gift uh, sentimental because of the situation and the thoughtfulness of it? Because what if I went out and I just got everybody the same pair of shoes that were kind of cheap uh, cheesy, no thought in mind, and it was just like a last minute. Oh, I got to get my people something because that's what we supposed to do. Because we live to these social norms for sure. We 100% listen to these social norms. So is that gift a great gift because he put some thought into it, or be, I, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to. You see what I'm trying to do here? I'm trying to get a mental picture of, you know, this friend of yours that that tax you with being the best man because it sounds like it's a being picked as a best man comes with a lot of responsibilities well you know i i i don't foresee it as that i see it as an honor because you know you're just there to help him out and uh like i said you just showed us some shitty shoes that he got you well you think that but obviously if if anybody listen to our podcast and obviously you guys both know i'm a huge lebron fan so that's why they were big for me if they'd have been so say he got them for you, they probably would have had some like Memphis uh, custom, you know, shoes or some like Steelers or Panthers or, you know, uh, it would customize it to who you are as a person. And obviously me being such a big LeBron fan, that's why he got those. So that's why it's well, see, a gift for me, but not a gift for you. So my question is, if 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 it's such a good friend, like what I would do, if it was D'Angelo, <laughs> I'm giving him Louisville shoes. Because say, he's such a good coming. friend. Like he should have got you Jordan shoes. <laughs> to me, because you're still always playing a joke on your friends at all times in right. my eyes. So right. that's what like if I, if it was D'Angelo, he's getting Louisville shoes. He might throw them away, but he's gonna get them and he's not gonna yeah. throw them away because they were a gift for me. Yeah, they're not real friends, bro. They're not real friends. We could tell just based off the thoughtful gift that they're not real friends. Real <laughs> friends. Get other real friends asshole gifts, and he did not get you an asshole gift. Mm-hmm. I would question our friendship, Tom. I really would. That's <laughs> exactly. basically what I'm getting to. Uh-huh. I don't think y'all are real friends. One, we've never heard of him on the podcast. In <laughs> fact, we've never heard his name in any casual conversation that we've ever had with you. And then two, for him to make you a best man? So, That's so excessive. Fun, I just want you to know that we are calling time out because we have not heard of you, and we want to meet you because, obviously, he doesn't talk about you enough, so we want to include you in this conversation in this friendship we have with time yes doesn't include you enough we, for us looking at his pictures online we thought he went to a random friend wedding and to find out he was the best man that's crazy uh-huh. 
Well, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm just so glad that you got to say and you've never heard his name because I've brought him up at least three or four times. And, I, I, and I can't wait to, for us. Find, that wait to find those receipts. Cause I'm, I know, I know for a fact I'm right. Cause I've even texted him before and be like, Hey, listen out. I'm not talking about you today. But anyways, well, Dan, so you said that, uh, groomsmen, what, so what did you get? Or should I, I probably should ask Gary cause you probably would say so. What did you get your groomsmen, uh, for gifts on the wedding, whenever you I, did the so, wedding? So I had a problem with that, okay? So when I was getting ready for my wedding, my wife and everybody was like, hey, what are you getting your guys? And I was like, what you mean? What the hell am I getting them? I'm giving them a lifetime of great friendship. What the hell you mean? <laughs> what am I getting them? I don't need to get them anything for them to, like, nah, you know, it's just kind of like a, a gift for them, you know, making that final step with you from you being uh, single to being married. I was like, shit, what? Why I got to get them something? Why they can't get me something? It's my wedding day. <laughs> I, I, don't, I think it's more of a gift because of all the expenses that your groomsmen have to uh, incur to come what, to your wedding. What, what expenses? What expenses? <laughs> well, all I know is for what expenses? Uh, to travel to the wedding, to get your uh, tux, if, you, you know, if you're able to. It might be different for rich millionaires where you're able to pay for everybody's stuff. That might be different for y'all. I don't know. That might be Man. different. Us regular folk, we got to pay for travel, hotel, cars while we're there, food while we're there, uh, you know, the, the, the tuxedo rentals and all that fun stuff. It adds up quick for us normal folk. I know y'all rich folk don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but she never, never finished about the, uh, so the groomsman gift. What'd you get them? Or did you pay for everything? So I, I got them shoes. I got them shoes, too. What uh, kind of shoes? Why we gotta go in all this, bro? I got them shoes. <laughs> what kind of shoes? I, it doesn't matter, bro. Gary, nah, what's you do this weekend, man? Nah, let's, get, let's go to what we see, let's what go to what we did this see. weekend, Gary. We nah, ain't got time said. for this shit, man. This said. is not what this podcast is about. I want you to cipher it. No, uh, no, no, Gary, Gary, Gary has nothing to do with that, Gary. What did you do this weekend? Oh, the because you said if they were a real friend, they'd give you a shitty gift. So I want to know how Gary, shitty shoes Gary, work. Gary, what did you do this weekend, bro? What did you do this weekend? Look, hey, the boy, what the did question. you do this weekend? So, so this weekend, I tried on some Gucci shoes. And, uh... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, damn, you shitty ass friend over You're here. You're such a dick, Gary. You're such a dick. <laughs> no, what? I had to try some shoes. Shoes and I saw these Gucci ones and I wanted to try them on, so I tried them on. Well, because you don't have any yet, because you hadn't had right. a friend that would give you some. Okay, exactly. I got you. I got you. But I didn't end up getting them because I didn't like them. So, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I actually flew back from Mississippi on uh, Saturday, and then I had my actually some of my family from Mississippi drove down. And they're gonna, they're here for the week, so I'll get to spend more time with them and just hang out with family because it's always a good thing. Oh, that's right. You didn't uh, you didn't go to your grandfather's funeral. You went to after. Yeah. How how did that go? Like, I mean, uh, so I spent about thirty minutes at the gravesite and to myself, and then I, my cousin and her husband and kids came up and hung out hung out with them for a little bit, talked to them, and then so it was actually really good because it allowed me to talk, get everything out do my feelings, all that kind of stuff. So like that was actually really helpful for me. And I think it really helped. So I want to ask how, how did that go as far as the process of you, you know, do you feel like it went better for you that you didn't go to the funeral or 
you know, are you looking back like, man, I wish I'd have gone because it didn't hit me as bad as I thought or. No, I think it, I think it, I think it was actually great for me just because for myself, I still broke down at, at the gravesite, but like for me, it was able to talk everything out, do what I need to do. And just, it actually helped me, I guess, deal with it easier because I, I don't know if I would have been able to handle it at the, at the funeral. And some of my, some of my family, they had to be talked into coming in and stuff because they couldn't handle it as well. Cause it is, he is, it was so special to everybody and he was so influenced. He influenced so many people's lives in our family. So it was very hard for everybody. And I don't know, I didn't want people to have to worry about me at his funeral. So I think this allowed me to be able to help myself when I got to the, the gravesite and then other people to focus on my grandfather. Right. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm not even going, I'm going to let it ride. I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> Gary, because I, I know that this is an emotional time, but I got so many questions or so many statements but I don't want to come off as an asshole when I make these statements. So just know that these are coming from a great place. I These are some of the things that I've been thinking about. Like, so you, you obviously, you didn't want to go to the funeral because you didn't want to make it about you. Well, I honestly believe you not going made it about you because everybody know your relationship with your grandfather. So if you not show up, now everybody's talking like, damn. Gary didn't show up like I, I mean I understand what your plan is and I understand when you have a plan and it doesn't matches up with everybody else plan then there's an issue there so what if I tell you that the one thing that you didn't want to do and making it about you you 100% made it about you by not going well I, I think the thing is I called everybody and let them know and let them know I was still coming down afterwards I think if I wouldn't have done that, if I would have just said, hey, I'm not doing, I'm not, I can't come and then didn't even show up and nothing, then yes, it would have been all about me. But I still made the chance, to, the, I still went down there, still did all the green process, still saw everybody, still hung out with the family, still agreed with them. So like, I still did the same thing. I just didn't do it at the same time they did. So I, and I, and, and I had to, I called them and let them know. I didn't just surprise people. I actually called them and said, hey, each person, here you go. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's why, all that kind of stuff. I didn't just put it unknown so they didn't know. Everybody knew why. I think that's aggressive. I I, I think you shouldn't have to call people and tell them you're coming well, but, or not But the coming. thing is, I didn't want it to be, like you said, I didn't want it to be, oh, where is he, all this kind of stuff. I didn't want it to have to do with that. I wanted them to know where I was coming from, and I was still coming to do this after. And, and that's why I wanted them to know why. Okay, so not, I – I do want to point this out to the listeners, though, too, Gary. And a, a lot of people out there are probably like, you know, what's the big deal on whether or not he went or whether he not went? Well, in in some families, I'm not going to say all because there's 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 families out there that uh, are completely uh, uh, different. But I, I'm going to say my family. I'm going to say Gary's family. I'm going to say a lot. For the most part, a lot of families are like this. When you are the famous person in the family, there's certain things that come with being that famous person in your family. And this is one of those things on whether or not you go into a funeral or not. So they were looking for him to come, not because of necessarily the relationship, but because he's the famous one in the family. So when he make a decision on not coming, then he has to make a phone call and let all the family members know, 
hey, I'm not coming. Here's why. Because well, see, it, it to a lot of family to a lot of family out there that are listening and a lot of listeners like, damn, why is it a big deal on whether or not he go or not? Well, I'm trying to help them understand that this is why it's a big deal, because he's the famous one in the family. And when he's the famous one in the family, and you feel like you got a relationship with him and you don't show up. People are like, damn, I thought him and Gary was really close. What the hell is Gary? But see, I think the only difference is like, like I wouldn't say because I don't think my family sees me as a famous one, I, and and I do that on purpose. Cut I the don't, shit, Gary. No, Cut I'm, the I'm, shit. no, I'm being Cut honest. Cut the shit, Gary. Because they don't the shit, treat Gary. me that way. No, they don't treat me that way. That's what I'm saying. It, like, I, yes, how they I, treat I, you and how they see you is completely different, bro. Yeah, I would like to think they don't see me that way because that's okay. not how I like to portray myself. Because I'm I'm just a normal person. I had a job that happened to be on TV. And I don't, that does not define who I was and who I am. And I think that's the thing that everybody tries to do nowadays in society. I'm not, obviously you don't cause you're doing the same thing, but like, yeah. I'm not trying to be known as, Oh, he played in the NFL. No, I'm just me. You get to know me, who I am. And football was just my job. It did not define who yeah. I am and what I am. And I think that's the biggest thing I've had to fight because I don't want football to be the defining factor of who I am. Yes, I'd played football. I played in the NFL. I was on TV, all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't mean nothing to me. Like, that was my job. That was my dream to make it there. But it wasn't for f- f- stardom or anything like that. Because if it was that, I'd be trying to do all this other stuff in stardom. And people will say, I, well, I did the, the Amazing Race. That was nothing to do about being on TV. That was for an experience of traveling the world and doing it with my, one of my buddies. But that was the only reason. It wasn't about being on TV. I had no care about. They could have not. They could have not done it on TV. Could it still? It would have still been trying to win a million dollars, but not on TV. And I'd have still done it. It doesn't matter about the TV aspect. I don't care about any of that stuff. And I think that's not. That's not addictive of who I am. And I think. Uh, and I think my family would know that. I think they know who I am. They know. So I would hope they're not. Don't think of me that way. And I don't think they do. But again, who knows? Like you said, behind behind closed doors, who knows? Like your family could do the same thing. Every every family could do it. Yeah ways it just who knows but i think mine was just more i wanted to call not because of who i am but just because i know everybody would thought i was gonna be there because i did have a close relationship with i was named after my grandfather i think it was just my way of letting them know hey this is why i can't do this but i'm still coming and i think i just wanted to reassure people i'm not just blowing it off i was still coming going to do all this stuff so i could grieve makes sense yeah i i just wanted everybody to yeah, no, I understand. know that. Yeah. Uh, so you're 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 at the gravesite and you spent about 30 minutes and I'm not I don't want to get into what you said to him, actually, yeah. or or anything like that. I, I just I can only see it from my eyes, Gary. And if I'm going to close the book, if I'm going to close the book, I need to close the book. Closing the book is 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 metaphorically speaking on closing the casket that not a chapter. Because when you close a chapter, that means you start another one. This is not one of those, you you closing one chapter and you opening up another. This is actually closing the book. The book is done. It's over with. Your grandfather's book has been written from start to finish. It's over with. And I feel like you missed the opportunity to see what was on that final page. Well, see, see here's where the only thing that happened there that I felt like that helped me close the book, as you say, was so I'm at this grave site. Well, it had rained, so some of the dirt has settled. Well, they still had dirt there. So when my cousin got there with her husband, they went and got shovels, and we actually filled the dirt back in that had settled. 
So I actually got to put dirt on top of his grave. And to me, that helped me like closing that chapter, closing the book, because I actually did like, like at their funeral, they drop roses that you did the dirt, all that kind of stuff. Well, I got to do that myself. Yeah. And I think that really did help because if it wouldn't have been there, I, I might've felt that way. But the fact that something, it settled a little bit and I had to add dirt to it, that allowed me to help. Like I felt like I was helped burying them. Okay. All right. I, I just, I, I didn't know if it was one of those things where you mentally wanted to, when you don't see that that person is laying there like uh, in repose, it, it don't hit you. So it's kind of one of those things. I, I felt like you got to the grave site. You didn't really have to deal with, oh, okay, he's gone. It's more of a question of, is he in there? Is he not oh, in no, there? Oh, no, no. I definitely, trust me, I definitely I knew that. <laughs> I felt that, trust me. <laughs> it was okay. not good. But uh, okay. I do want to say before, uh, uh, no, this is going to go a little longer because of we now have stuff D's weekend. So uh-huh. D's weekend is going to get us more conversations. So everybody stick with us. We're probably going to go over a little time. And we will not get to what we said we were going to get to last week it will have to be pushed back to next week which is the uh licensing of college because once d'angelo goes his weekend i'm sure we're gonna have more conversations yeah so i just want to give everybody a heads yeah up. i was just i was just sitting there thinking i was like boy we spent 50 minutes on the opening this time but that's, what, that's how that happens like <laughs> yeah yeah we spending the whole podcast well i do blame we time for bringing up the basketball thing at the very beginning before we got to the weekend but that's, <laughs> she does that. I, I i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to keep mine short man i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna I'm not going to say everything that I did this weekend and I'm a cliff noted because I got questions and, and, and I'd love to hear you guys comments. You uh, keep it short as that fight you went to this weekend. I was, I was talking about McGregor, not, not your boy. <laughs> bro. I look, let, let's just, let's, let's just call it what it is. I went to UFC 264 this weekend. Uh, I went down, uh, Greg gave me a call and he was like, Hey man, you know, I'm on the main card. Well, he didn't say he was on the main card. He said, Hey man, um, I'm fighting this weekend, you know, come check me out. And Greg's my boy. He's always been my boy. Uh, when he was here in Carolina, I actually recruited him to come to the university of Memphis when he was, uh, in Briarcrest high school, when him and Michael Orr was little pups running around Briarcrest high school, uh, terrorizing people. Uh, he ended up going to Ole Miss, and I knew he was going to go to Ole Miss because he had a lot of ties to Ole Miss, and he just gave me that Ole Miss vibe. He was an SEC guy. Uh, by nature, you could just tell by the feel. He was the only recruit I ever lost to. Uh, that was my first contact with him, and then he ended up coming to Carolina, and we just kind of hit it off there. Uh, he, I, Greg, we were all friends uh, at the time, and then you know he went through the situation that he went through when he was in Carolina and it's still, you know, looming over him today. But uh, I told him, I said, yeah, you know, I'll come down to the fight, man. I'll check you out. Talk to the wife. She didn't want to go. Uh, well, she, it's not that she didn't want to go, that she couldn't. So I ended up going down by myself. Gary was in Mississippi, uh, you know, handling the stuff with his grandfather. And, you know, my other friends were also busy as well. So I, I went at it alone. I, I was at a wedding. I see. I, I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You <laughs> well, was at a wedding. Well, I'm not sure time when it went anywhere. He doesn't even drive 30 minutes to come to my house when he's in near my house. So I <laughs> doubt he would have went to Vegas with you. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. So we get in and I talk to him before the fight. And I'm like, Greg, you know, how do you feel about this? And he goes, man, you know, he's a striker. I'm a striker. 
he's he's more of my thing. He was like, I feel really good about this, man. You know, I had a great camp. I'm in shape. You know, uh, we'll see. And I get to the fight. So I don't know if Greg is on the undercard or if he's in the main event. So I get there. The fight starts at like 3.15 or something like that. I get there at like 3 o'clock because the door's open at 2.15. I was like, look, I got to see, you know, I got to see Greg. I want to. I really want to see him because I thought he was going to be in the, the prelims. And uh, I get there and there was no Greg in the prelims. And I'm like, damn it, did I miss his fight? To find out that he was on the main card, I'm like, oh, shit, Greg's like, he's like, in the UFC, in the UFC. He's not like a dark match guy. So I do want to apologize there because I didn't really, I, I mean, I watch UFC, but I don't watch it enough to know the difference between main card and prelims and all this. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm the Stephen A. Smith of, of MMA. I, I, I mean, I can talk a good game, but I don't necessarily know what it is the hell I'm talking about. That's the consensus that I got from Stephen A. from this weekend from all the fans around the world. <laughs> but anyway... Um, so I, 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 I go in and I'm watching this fight, uh, and let me back up just a little bit. So we all have friends that have gone through something, right? Uh, at different levels of, of our lives. And, you know, I, I guess the question is this, when you have a friend that has been accused of something, uh, it doesn't matter what the friend is, what the relation is have been accused of something or or rumored to have done something and they tell you something different. Do you cut that friend off or do you continue to remain friends with that person because you know the type of friendship that you have with that person? Well, I think one thing is lost on society nowadays. We don't believe in second chances nowadays but we used to always believe in you get a second chance and some people do get second chances some people they'll they say oh you deserve a second chance you've changed all that kind of stuff and i think depend on certain things people don't want to give a second chance people don't want to believe it they don't want to care i think but as a as a friend like i think you would have your friends back until you find out all the info everything comes out and you find out if it's all if anything's true if it's true then you're gonna have a sit down and talk with that person and see why this happened, all that kind of stuff. I don't, I, I think the problem is you have when, when things like, when things happen, too many people just get cut out and they feel hopeless and all that kind of stuff. And then they don't feel like, and this could lead to people committing suicide and stuff like that because they have nobody in their corner and nobody helping them. And some people make mistakes. Some people make mistakes. Who knows how, what it is, what not, but like, somebody should be there in their corner at least trying to help them through even if you did like you see all the time when people have murdered somebody the family's like i don't understand why i did it but we still love you we're here all that kind of stuff and they're standing for somebody that is truly murdered and, and, and admitted guilt all that kind of stuff but they still love them and they're behind them they didn't agree with what they did obviously but you gotta still support i think that's the thing because they still, yeah, they, they took a live, all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know if you just cut out, like, like if it's your family member, I don't think you're going to cut your family member out, especially if you're super close. And if it's not like murder, it's something else. I think, like I said, we've lost in society. We don't believe in second chances. Certain people deserve second chances, but others don't. And I don't understand why I think everybody deserves a second chance, if, especially if you learn from it and it's never repeated again, depending on what it is, you deserve a second chance. And sometimes 
things have been false. People have been accused of things and it was false. And they're already destroyed. Their reputation is destroyed. It doesn't matter if it was false or not because nobody retracts their statement. Nobody cares. And right. it's already over. And I think that's the bad part because we everybody just jumps to conclusions nowadays without any truth or facts coming out. And then all of a sudden you're labeled it. And then when it comes out later, it doesn't really get covered because it's not big news when something was accused and didn't happen. And then it's not big news anymore because it doesn't draw eyes to it. So I think a lot of stuff is lost because of that. And that's the media aspect, which I've always said I don't like. And and then I think people I just don't believe in second chances nowadays. I, I, I think I, you I do. Agree every, I agree with everything that you said, except people don't deserve second chances. I, no, I, I'm I mean, saying people, people don't give them. A lot of people don't not, get second I, chances. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I disagree with you there. People are allowed second chances unless you're rich. If you're rich, you don't allow you. You're not. We don't think you deserve a second chance. I take that back. Britney Spears, people think, deserve a second chance. Okay? Everybody else that's ever did anything in the history, whether it was running a stop sign, whether it was, you know, blowing through a red light. What did nobody, Britney Spears do? What did Britney Spears do? Well, well, Britney Spears is just the fact that she's crazy in her conservative ship. Like, people don't deserve, people think that she doesn't deserve to be reinstated over her life. Some they people, think like, yes, and then some people do. Yeah, well, the, the, the some people that believe that she should are people that are just like Britney Spears fans. Well, I believe it. I'm not a huge Britney Spears fan. You understand that's a little different than, you know, being accused of beating on a woman or, you know, and there's there are levels. But I I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about beating on a woman. I'm just talking about just in general, period. Second chances are second chances. I, that's all I'm talking about. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be specific about anything. I'm just talking about just a pure second chance, and you having money. When there's money involved, and you're, I, I'll give you a case in point. The owner from the Clippers, uh, you know, he was cheating on his wife with the younger girl. He said some things. He was forced to sell the Clippers. Uh, everybody was like, "Nah, he doesn't deserve a second chance." The owner with the the with the uh, with the, the 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 Carolina Panthers, you know, he was accused of some things. Everybody was like, "Yeah, you know, he doesn't deserve a second chance." You know, we get rid of him now. You know, some guys that you've seen on the news or that you've seen on the news that have gone viral because they deserve the second chance. But the only difference was is that they didn't have the type of money that the people that didn't deserve a second chance had. Well, I would the only way I would counter that would be because this is this is political aspect but like trump fans think trump deserves a second chance all that kind of stuff biden fans voted for biden when he's done bad things in his past and they deserve his engine they can say he changed people and trump says he can change all that kind of stuff it's just in general it's whatever you believe or whoever you follow or you trust basically you just think they deserve a second chance that doesn't mean everybody else does because i think and that's the thing is and those are rich powerful people like right so like I I think it, yes there is some that come with like oh if you have money you don't you don't get a second chance or because people would look down upon that type of stuff but I think everybody especially if you can learn from it and you show you've learned from it then I think you deserve a second chance depending on what it is obviously there's some things out there you don't like if you murder somebody you don't deserve a second chance obviously if you do certain things you don't deserve a second chance but I think that's the thing is some people's level of what what you can do and deserve a second chance changes from other people 
And I think that's so, where you so get hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Gary. Hold up, hold up, Gary. I, 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 I'm having a hard time with this. So you mean to tell me if I get blasted right now, plastered, just plastered drunk, I decide to get in the car, I drive, I have an accident, and I kill the family in the other car. You do not deserve a second chance. But what if I, I'm, I've made a vow to myself that I'm done drinking. I'm not touching another sip of alcohol. Well, you're going to be ever. in jail, and I, I would probably still talk to you, but I'm not going to like, you're still not going to get a second chance in general. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. So do you break off the friendship, though? No, I think I would still try and like, I would still support you in, in who you are, but I couldn't support what you did, obviously. Like, I'm not going to, I would tell you that was the dumbest thing you've ever done. You should oh, never drink shit, that dude. type of stuff. But like, I would still try to talk to you. I'm not going to just ban you and not see you and all that kind of stuff. Because again, we have a close relationship. I don't, right. and I think if I, if you, if everybody cut you off, then yeah, yeah, I think you will learn from it, but I still don't think you deserve a second chance at other things because you took a life and knowingly took it. Like, and now if you just drove drunk and got a DUI, yeah. yeah, you deserve a second chance because don't do that crap again and you call people out for that. You don't allow that to happen. But if you kill somebody, that would be my level. That's one of my levels where, hey, you don't deserve a second chance in other things, but I, I don't think I would cut you off because it still wasn't on purpose. It was an accident. Well, it was on purpose. You drove drunk. But so also, that, people do a lot of dumb things when they're driving. When they when they drink, they don't know they're doing it. They're just trying to. They think they can do everything, but you can't. So if you take a life in your that's your that's your end all be all. I think, no second no, I chances think to one. anybody I to take life. I definitely think that's one thing. I think there's other things too, but I think that's one of them. One big thing that I think everybody would probably agree. Obviously, yeah. now if it was like accidental, like obviously driving yeah. drunk is not accidental. You did that, but like if you accidentally mm-hmm. killed somebody. Or something, yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody should be held for like an accident if it was truly an accident. But like if you're right. playing with a gun and it goes off, that's not a, that's an accident, but it's not an accident. You shouldn't be playing with the gun. There's a difference. Do you deserve a second chance though? In that aspect, if you're playing yes. with a gun, uh, yes. I would say I, I still don't think you're going to cut somebody off. But I think you would still eventually once you learn from it, I think you could get a second chance, but it would be a lot harder because you're still. It was an accident in the realm, but it is still you shouldn't have been playing with that gun, especially a loaded gun or something so, like that. So this has been a really tough one for me, Gary. I this is really this is really, really, really tough for me. Uh and it's really tough. I and I'm gonna tell you why it's really tough for me, Tom, because I wanna really get what you have to say about this too. If you are a really fucking good friend to me, man, a really good friend to me. There's a few things that you could do where I'm just like, man, you know, I, I got to cut ties with you. And there's very few like pedophile, things like that. But there's some rumors or some accusations that you can be accused of that I would go through with you and try to help you work those out. Correct. Because of the level of friendship that I have with you. My first thing is not, hey, I got to jump ship like all these other companies no. and other things like that. Like, I'm going to stick with like, if we friends. We're friends to the ends. We're friends through thick and thin. And that's where in 2021, we have a lot of issues at. And that's why so many people are doing so many things to themselves and to other people is because we're quick to cut people off and uh, relabel them or find other friends that feel that position because we don't want to deal with the shit or the, the, the aftermath of being friends with that person. So it's 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 really interesting in 2021 where friendships can just be 
hey, man, depending on what you did, man, I got an image that I got to uphold, and I don't want my image to be tarnished by something that you did as my friend. So, and before you go, time, I do want you to go after me, so I want to hear your side and what's your thoughts. But I would say for anybody listening, put yourself in that position. If yes. it was your best friend yes. that you grew up with or whatever, and some they were accused of something, are you going to have their back? Are you going to be with them? Or are you just going to let them go and not believe anything they say and just jump to the conclusion of everything else that is said without any, without knowing anything? Like, what are you going to believe? I think that's the thing people don't want to do. They don't want to, they don't see it could happen to them, but it could happen to anybody's best friend. And what are you going to do in that position? And I think everybody, you're going to want to have your friends back until you find out everything that happened and if it was true and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's a problem I think we don't have because nobody else puts themselves in the position. They just jump to that conclusion. Right. And so when I went on the Stephen A. Smith show to 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 address some of the things that uh, my friend had done, because they were all rumors, and he asked me, he said, well, what makes you so sure that he didn't do it. I said, well, I'm not telling you that he did it or that he didn't do it. I'm telling you that he told me he didn't do it. And because of the friendship that we have with each other, I believe him. Well, and not and only, I would say, I would say the same thing. I believe, and, and, and he goes, Gary, he goes, well, what if that was your daughter? And I should have responded, well, what if that was your son? Yes. You see what and, I'm and saying? Because thing, no, nobody understands. Like, no. and my thing is like he asked that question, but like, what would uh, what would he do if it came out that it was not true? Is he going right. to retract everything he said? No, he's not going to retract That's it. The thing. That's, yeah. they, nobody cares anymore. It's no. not news if it comes out that something didn't happen, and no news article. No, nobody's going to retract what they said. They're just going to let it sit there, and that lives with that person forever. And then everybody keeps bringing it up, whether right. it happened or not. And if it happened, okay, you had the right to bring it. If it didn't happen, you don't have the right to bring it up and make accusations or whatever, especially if something didn't happen. And now, just to clarify, this is in general terms. We're not talking in about general terms. No, 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 we're not talking specific, about a specific person. We're talking about in general. Would you do this if your friend, any friends, it was something? Yeah. So, time, I would love to hear your opinion on all I, I, I think the greatest line that I think I've ever heard used was it was a viral take where this guy was talking about his neighbor. And how he would go over his neighbor's house and he would, we ate ribs together. You remember that? When he found out that he was, he had, he had kidnapped a little girl or a girl and he had had her in prison for years and years and he had no idea. He was like, dude, he was a good guy, you know, blah, 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 blah. Cause he was talking based off his friendship with this certain person and not the friendship or the interactions with others. It was just, you know, our personal friendship. That's how I know this person. And everybody gave this guy a hard time. Like, man, you ain't know that. You should have picked up some signs or you should have did this. You should. People don't understand. Like, it's not that easy. Correct. Like when people when you're friends, like you just like you see them as a friend and you you don't you don't ever question like, oh, OK, uh, you know, do they look like the type of person to do this? Or do they look like the because looks have nothing to do with it. It's just them doing it. Right. And so, Tom, I would love to hear your opinion. And I would like you to use Budweiser. As your example, if something happened, would you have his back? All that kind of stuff. Since oh, you don't ever talk great. about him, we want oh. to get you to talk. <laughs> you are so funny. And I just can't believe how wrong you are about that, but it's okay. Uh, oh, so he went quiet. No, you can't hear me? Oh, so, okay. He didn't want to talk about you, Budweiser. He just disappeared. Hello? There we go. We now we, we got can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, 
So I think it's one of those situations where when you're you have a friend that has been accused of something um, like that, you know, just kind of <clears throat> it makes you wonder how well you really knew him. And, you know, I guess it really depends on, like, how close you are with that person, because people, you know, people are humans, people make mistakes. And I guess it would be a, a matter of, like, what was the mistake they made? Like, say Budweiser killed somebody. I would be totally shocked by that. First of all, I mean, I would, I'd be like, well, what was, what was the reason? Why? Why? Because he wouldn't just up and kill somebody for no reason because that's not who he is. So I think there is a certain level of, you know, bias towards our friend because we do care about them that we are like, Hey, we we're on their side. We know that this is not who they are. And until we're proven that that was wrong, I think that's the right stance to take because that is your friend. And until they, you know, it's, it's shown that, hey, well, this is then, then then you can have that talk within yourself of is this someone I need to associate myself with if this is the kind of actions they're able to do. But also, I do subscribe to the uh, thought process that, um, you know, people do deserve second chances and that everyone should not be um shut out or shut down just because they did something wrong but what what comes with that is not putting yourself in a position where you're going to be abused because you're allowing a friend to have a certain behavior over and over but oh well they're my friend oh well they're my friend so i gotta stick by him no at a certain point you do have to cut people off but I do believe that I do believe in giving people a second chance because that's what we are called to do, like to forgive, uh, to love people like we want to be loved, which is super hard, super hard to do. And uh, almost like the human aspect of us makes it impossible uh, to do that. So if, if, if it came out that something happened with one of my friends and, the, you know, like I said, I would be with them by their side, you know, if, if they're telling me they didn't do it. And then if it comes out later that they did, I would be shocked. At that point, I would probably have to have a very um, thorough evaluation process of our friendship and what that means to me. And if that is someone that um, I need to continue to have in my life, because at a certain point, certain people can drag you down if you allow them to be in your life. And maybe they're not the friend that you remember that they were whenever you, because, you know, people have friends that they had in college or high school that maybe you've drifted apart a little bit and you don't spend as much time around each other as you used to. Um, and when you come back together, it's like, okay, maybe I don't know this person as well as I think I do because I remember them from high school, middle school, college, whatever, which is why I think is one of the special things about my friend group that I've talked about for Budweiser's wedding. And actually Cynthia is the one who says it all the time. Anytime we all come back together, it's like, we've never skipped a beat. It's like, we've uh, all been around each other and it's the same, you know, group we've had almost since elementary school, but it's like, we've added people along the way that have become part of the family too. So I think that's an awesome thing to have. But if one of those family members of mine did do something and get in trouble, it would be very hard to convince me that they did it. And then once they, you know, once it was shown that they did, that would be an even tougher process of trying to figure out if that is something that I wanted in my life, even though we've had this lifelong bond. So I understand the the dilemma for yeah, sure. So, so I go to this fight. And uh, obviously, I'm pulling for Greg because that's my boy. 
And the entire time, you know, people are screaming obscenities and, you know, things that he's done in his past, both good and bad. And uh, he had told me before the fight, he was like, yeah, man, I'm a super villain here. Nobody likes me. And I'm like, well, you know, we don't care that nobody like you. You just kick ass, you know, uh, you know, keep your gloves, nose and chin clean. You all right. And, um, you know, so obviously uh, the fight didn't go his way. Uh, he got knocked out, um, and one o at one o seven in the first round, uh, he rushed it, and I go online, I go online and I post, you know, hey, just was supporting my homie, uh, came out here to, you know, check him out and stuff like that, and it is unbelievable how <laughs> people were upset that I was there supporting my friend. Well, I think the problem is people don't understand the relationship you have either. They're just like, oh, this is a teammate, and that's all. They don't know that you recruited them. They don't know that you knew them before, I, I, all it, that kind of it, stuff. No, I'm saying in general though, just, terms, though. Yeah, I, it, it blows my mind that that people are just – they're like that, like off of accusations or charges. And, and look, and, and, and I'm going to be real with you, Gary. I, I'm going to be 100% real with you because if I, I wasn't real with you – then I wouldn't be real, and you wouldn't be you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be me. I have, at some situations, and and I've thought this at 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 nauseum. And I, Tom, you'll be lying if you didn't say. Everyone on this podcast would be lying if they didn't feel like this. When you hear rumors or you hear accusations come up, you don't necessarily believe them, but you believe that there's something there. There's something there. You don't know what it is. It may not be as egregious as the other person said it is or how it's being reported, but you're like, there's where there's smoke, there's fire. So when somebody says, oh, you know, they did this or they did that, you just like, ooh, uh, you like I it it didn't happen like that, but it probably something. Well, this is not one of those situations where I was like, oh, okay, this is not there or not even close. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, when I, I say that Gary is crazy all the time, I, I 100% say that that he's absolutely crazy because he's stuck at his house. Uh, he loves being at his house. But there's certain things that if somebody accused Gary of doing, I'm like, ain't no fucking way. Ain't no way. Gary, that, uh-uh. You lying. I don't believe it. You, <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to call Gary. We're going to have a conversation. And that's going to be the last time we had a conversation. It ain't going to affect my friendship because I know that that is not something that Gary would do. And if you have one of those situations and you feel that way and you're so strong about knowing that bond of that friendship that you have with somebody, then stay there. Stay there. Don't let somebody knock you off of that because they don't know the friendship and the relationship that you have with somebody. That's why it kind of bothers me, Gary, when you said that if I was to do something, you would be like, ooh, I wouldn't just cut you off, but we're going to have a conversation. Yeah, that's why I said we're going to have a conversation, just like you'd have a conversation with me. Yeah, but uh, there's some conversation that I don't need to have. If you say, if somebody told you a rumor like, hey, you know, D'Angelo was, you know, out drinking and he caused an accident and, you know, some, and you ain't even talked to me. You should already know, like, oh, yeah, y'all lie. I would disagree. I'd say that didn't happen because he doesn't drink. Right, right, right. Because you know certain things that yes. the general public does not know. Correct. So because of that, you will be judged because you know this person 
better than somebody else. So now whatever you say, you just line it up with him because he's your friend. Well, and that's the thing is I, I think people don't know the relationships of other people. So yeah. again, like like you like people have said, like some people knew Ted Bundy and they knew he was a great guy and he did terrible things. Some people are really good at hiding uh. stuff. But I'm not saying that would be the case because I would hope that I you would see something like you would think you do, but again, like time said, you are blinded by your friendship. But I'm I would never think if, if somebody said, Oh, D'Angelo did this and killed somebody. No, there's no way. Like I wouldn't believe that. Like if they said that about time, yeah. time's not killing anything. Like it's just not happening. That's just because of the relationship we have. We know that's not going to happen. Now, if somebody said somebody went after their family and they went after them, I would believe that. I would a hundred percent believe they yeah. went after if they went after their family. That would right. I would believe, but I would have their back on that one. I would say right. they deserved that. Whatever they did, the other person deserved it. There's a difference. There's levels of it, and I think people they they just like to jump on and get their word out. But if it was happening to their friend or family, somebody they were super close with, I think they would feel the same way. It's just people don't put themselves in that situation. They just jump to conclusion because it's what everybody else is doing. They don't put themselves in that situation if it was happening to their friend because they don't think it would, but it could happen to anybody. And then yeah. everybody could just destroy your your friend or family and nobody cares. And then you have to be the one to have their back, especially if you don't know anything yet, especially if nothing's out there. Like that's the thing is everybody just rushed to conclusions without any kind of proof on, on a lot of things nowadays. Like yeah. that's the thing is nobody actually knows anything on so many different things, but oh, he's guilty, he's guilty. Now it's guilty until proven innocent, not innocent until proven guilty. Or you're guilty in the in the public or social media's eyes, and now you're screwed. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, so we're gonna move past that because I know we gotta we gotta end this podcast. I do want to talk about Conor McGregor. Is that Conor McGregor's last fight? I mean, he sold his his proper twelve company for two hundred plus million dollars. He's he's oh he's worth over a billion dollars just in assets and just his brand just in general. Why the fuck is he still fighting? And in the words of the great Conor McGregor, why the fuck is he still fighting? Why? <laughs> why? What what is, what what is going on in Conor McGregor's head? Because I I. I understand, like, hey, you got embarrassed the last fight. You you get it. Like, I, uh, he always, he's, if you look at Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor is the Floyd Mayweather of the UFC as it relates to the good. bad boy. Huh? But not as good. Not as good. Not undefeated. But he is, he's the shit talker, uh, Skywalker, uh, Luke Skywalker of the UFC. He is. He he is the bad boy of the UFC. He's the the upper echelon, if you will. It's him, Amanda Nunez, and then uh, Poirier. He's he's coming. He's coming. Well, I'll tell you what I, I had a bet with a guy in the stands. Uh, well, it wasn't really a bet. So we had a, our own little section, and most of the people in our section was Conor McGregor fans, but the O'Malley fight was uh, right before the Conor McGregor fight, and O'Malley just beat the shit out of this kid that it just took the fight 11 days. I'm talking about he was whooping his ass. And the guy behind me was like, I don't like O'Malley because he left on a stretcher. He was like, he's a pussy because he left on a stretcher. I was like, whoa, that's aggressive. I said, well, what if Connor leaves on a stretcher? He was like, there's no way Connor is leaving on a stretcher. Well, guys, guess what? Connor left on a stretcher last night. Okay. And not only did he leave on a stretcher, but he had an emergency surgery because he broke his leg stepping back. I'm going to go on a limb and say that that was Connor McGregor's last fight. The last fight should have been his last fight before this one. 
you've made enough money, man. You that drive to be the best is no longer there because the money is already telling you that you're the best. So why keep fighting? What what is his motivation here? So I don't think his motivation is to be the best anymore. I think it's just, hey, I'm gonna I see what all these I see what Mayweather did in boxing. I see how he's been able to milk money. And then he sees what the Paul brothers are doing by milking money. I think he's like, I'm gonna keep milking money. I can take these fights. It doesn't matter whether I win or lose. Because they even said in UFC, if he were to beat Poya, he was gonna get a title shot. He does not deserve a title shot, but the, but it's because of his name brand that USC can make money off him because they know people like him because of his demeanor. But they didn't like Mayweather with the same demeanor, so it blows my mind. And Mayweather never lost, so to me, he is the true true guy yeah. like that. And Connor just tried to mimic it. And I do think I I think he will fight again. I don't know if it'll be MMA. I could see him fighting one of the Paul brothers just for money because it's an easy payday. Like I think if he fought one of those, it, just like Mayweather, it's an e- Mayweather made an easy forty million dollars to do nothing, and he had no worries about anything. It wasn't even a sanctioned fight, so even if if something happened, he would have he would have still made his money and nothing happened. So I think I could see Connor doing that, and I and it's smart by the 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 uh, Paul brothers to try and call him out and coax him because for them it makes more money. So I could see him doing that type of stuff. I don't know if he'll go in the UFC again. I could honestly see them trying to put another Poirier fight together and try and talk it up like, oh, I only lost no, because of my leg and all that stuff. No, I don't think right. Poirier wants to fight him. I don't think he needs to. Like, he beat Poirier him was twice. I, I, think, I think Poirier's wife wants to fight him worse than Poirier does. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, think, I, I think Connor just lost the edge he had of wanting to be the best. I think now it's just, I'm going to make as much money as I can by doing whatever I want. And I'm going to call people out and try and make money. And that's what it's out. I don't think he cares if he wins anymore because he's still a draw for the UFC. Whether he wins or lose, he was going to get a title shot if he won this match. He did not deserve a title shot. But I don't think because he, of his name. I, I don't think it. that's what it, I don't think that's what it was. That that was the that was what he said. But I'm going to tell you what I thought this was about. So when he fought uh, P the first time, the second time. And he ended up losing because he won the first time when he fought him the second time and he lost. I think that he was setting up a fight against Pacquiao where he was going to make this big payday and transition back over to boxing. Well, when he lost, it, his brand took a huge hit and nobody wanted to see the Pacquiao fight now. Like, bro, you just lost. So I was thinking because the money is in boxing. The money is not in UFC. Correct. Six, seven, eight million dollars like that. That's old bread to 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 Connor. Since he fought Mayweather and made the $100 million, he was like, dude, the real money is in boxing and promotion. That's where I need to be. That's where, that's where I'm going to make my biggest buck. And the only way that I can make that biggest buck is if I continue to win in the UFC. So when now I, tr- I cross brands, like now I'm bringing something to the table. And that's what Mayweather can do if he wanted to cross. But Mayweather is not good at anything other than boxing. So if you got to do anything other than boxing, then Mayweather's going to lose. So that's why he hadn't went over and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to try UFC. I'm going to try mixed martial arts. He's not going to do that because I'm not as my, – my feet and my legs are not as legit as my damn hands. I'm a striker, and I'm a striker by nature. And if I get my ass in the ring or in that octagon, I know that somebody's going to take me to the ground, and it's going to be over with for me. So it's easier for UFC to transition over into boxing the boxing transitioning over to UFC Correct. because you get to use more of your extremities as weapons. Yes. But I, I think, I think you will see him either fight or box again. I don't know one of the, nah, other. he won't, he's done in the UFC. There's no way. 
You didn't see the it, bro. He compact it. It was on the other side. I no, I, I can't watch that stuff. So no, I did not see it. But I did see the aftermath. I just can't uh, watch it live like that. Uh, okay. But uh, no, and, and I do like the fact that he tried to say no because Poirier said I think it happened when he kick checked me. Because most of the time when you step back, it's not going to just shatter. He had to have done something in the match for when it do, when he did put more pressure and it broke it more. I think he could have fractured it and then it snapped. When he started putting the pressure on it, now nah, he stepped back and lost his footing, and all the weight went because he was he was getting ready. To, he was getting ready to check him. He, now that you now that I think about well, it, he was Poirier said he check. felt he when he checked him earlier, he hit his shin on his knee, on Poirier's knee, and that when he checked, and he says it could have been then. He said I hadn't watched the fight, so yeah. like it could have like fractured at that point, and then as the fight kept going, he could have stepped back, and then it just gave way, and that's what caused yeah. it. Yeah, it was it was awful. But yeah, that's what I did this weekend. I'm gonna cut it short. Uh, I, I think, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. cut it short. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, cut it short, man. We already went an hour and a half. I don't want to keep these people, you know, on the podcast because there's well, a, a lot of other stuff that I did this weekend that right. you know that, that'll that'll give us a life lesson. But I'll save it for next weekend. Well, we still got to get to uh, the uh, college kids getting paid, so that'll have to be next week. Put off till next week. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. And again, buy your safe moon. Go out and watch Space Jam this week. And, and support your friends. And support yeah. your friends. And we love you, Budweiser Miller. We keep saying Budweiser Miller because you obviously don't remember last you, time. I, I'm just saying, you got two weeks to give us the receipts. Oh, I got the receipts. That's I'll, it. We I'll, we need we, two weeks. I'll have, them, I'll have them by next podcast. Right. Two weeks. Uh, all right. Have, I want you to have the clip ready to play for us when you said it in the podcast. Absolutely, okay. because I, I and it has to be best man worthy though. It has to all be right. best man worthy. Like it has to be one of those conversations where we was like, oh man, you know, we didn't read enough into that. Like we could tell that y'all best friends. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got you. There won't be. All right, y'all. Well, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 